Hi everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Julia. And welcome to Almost, Almost Academic. Academic. This... <laughs> That's fine, keep going. We truly have no idea, like, what the purpose of this podcast is. Like, we're literally sitting on my bathroom floor recording this right now. We're basically just both in grad school, and we're so pathetically normal. Like, there's truly nothing that special about us. We are not the smartest people. We're not straight-A students in undergrad. And we kind of just want to show everyone that, like, people like us can succeed and do great in grad school, and you don't need to be that person with 20 publications or this or that to, you know, do good. So we'll see how this podcast goes. It's probably, like, three people listening to it, and it's probably... Our friends. Yeah. (laughs) The people who, like, we were like, hi, here's my link. Like, listen. (laughs) Please download. (laughs) Download, rate, subscribe. I don't know what you do for podcasts, but... We will figure it out. Five-star reviews only. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's what this podcast is. If you're actually listening to this... Let us know. Yeah, and have ideas. Like, we have an Instagram at almost academic podcast. Well, yeah, that could be wrong. Feel free to DM us. Tell us what you want to see. Oh, that's right. At almost academic podcast. <laughs> so I guess we'll just go ahead and introduce ourselves. So both Julia and I are grad students. We both have kind of like a psychology background. I was originally from the East Coast. And I moved out to Southern California for undergrad. I was a double major in psychology and criminal justice. And now I live in LA and I'm in a forensic psychology grad program. Um, I guess that's it. Um, so I am originally from Southern California. I grew up here and I stayed in Southern California for college. Um, So Katie and I had kind of different college experiences, I would say, because Katie lived in the dorms and she kind of um, like branched out of where she grew up versus I was a commuter student and I lived at home for college. Um, And so I still think I had a good college experience, but I think they were just very different. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were both psychology majors and we met um, in our like major required courses Mm -hmm. um and now we coincidentally both live um a couple hours away from where we went to college but still in southern california um we live in los angeles now we're allowed to say that okay yeah um and uh katie said that she is more um forensic focused but i am more health focused so i did like some health research in undergrad and so now I'm in kind of more of like a public healthy graduate program. Also um I'm a master's student and Julia's a PhD student. Yes. But I'm also in the process of applying to PhD programs so we both have that experience. She's luckily done with it but thank god. (laughs) Hopefully I will be too soon. You will. And that will be something we'll talk about in its own episode is graduate applications mm-hmm. and 
um, our thought process behind all of that. Um, so I think that that introduces kind of our program and our background. So maybe we will start with our research interests. Mm-hmm. Um, so Katie, do you want to go first? Yeah, so I guess I should also specify that my program is technically called forensic psychology, but I think to a lot of people that has a more clinical connotation to it. So a lot of other people would refer to it as psychology and law, which is a lot more um, like social or cognitively focused. So basically my research interests are decision-making, jury decision-making, um, a little bit of plea bargaining, a little bit of false memories, which is definitely a little bit more cognitive. Um, So that is what I'm interested in. I'm currently doing my thesis right now, which is the hired gun effect. Um, It's basically just do attorneys pay professionals to get the um, beep they want to hear from them (laughs) on the stand. I can't think of how to describe it. The words. Another way. The outcome they want. So that is my research interest. Um, I would definitely say a lot more decision making than anything else. But I also am like familiar with eyewitness stuff and other things. But I'm definitely not a clinical person by any means. So I don't really have any experience in that, but we'll see what I do in PhD program yes. if that happens. Um, so I, my research again is more health focused. So I am interested in working with um, pediatric and adolescent and young adult cancer survivors. Um, I was always really interested in chronic illness research. So that's kind of where that came from, Um, but some things I'm interested in is palliative care, so um, knowledge and awareness of palliative care among young adult cancer survivors. Um, Also, I'm really interested in fertility, so um, with that, some kind of components I'm interested in similar to palliative care are um, knowledge and fertility discussions with providers and patients. Um, I'm also just interested in overall survivorship and late effects among cancer survivors. Um, So as you can see, we basically started from the same place in terms of both being psychology undergrad majors. Of course, Katie was a double major, Mm -hmm. um, so she one-upped me, but but we went very different routes. Um, So I think that's a really good thing to emphasize with not necessarily to promote a psychology major in itself, but just Mm -hmm. to say that um, people can study the same thing but end up in very different places. And I think it's very, it really emphasizes how what you do with it is kind of what matters more, I would say. Yeah, and I think it's also, we should note that Julie and I don't really understand each other's research. Yeah. (laughs) And if we're being honest, we don't really know if, we would want to do the other person's research. Um, it's definitely great for them, but I also think it's important to know that not everyone is going to think everything's cool. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, she says things and she might as well be speaking, like, 
gibberish <laughs> yeah great love that <laughs> like go cancer right and like i could say something i like made her listen to a symposium i was gonna give and she was like it sounds great i have no clue what you just said but like good job but i also think that it's good to have someone to kind of like practice these things with because if you have to explain them in like layman's terms for example oh, yeah. you know like what does that mean to someone else right like i have no clue what the hired gun effect is katie has to define it for me like every single time i feel like and yeah i think like katie's research is really cool and i think it's important and valuable but i am not a law person mm-hmm. i don't know anything about false memories and you know, any of the, all of the above that is just like, I don't, I didn't even take a single criminal justice class in college. I don't know any of that. Yeah. And the extent I know about her research is basically we took one class together and her um, undergrad advisor taught that class. So that is the extent of my knowledge for her research. And she can tell me all she wants. Like even she'll like text me with um I guess like questions or like can you help me like <laughs> Come make up ideas with <laughs> like research questions and the thing is like I feel like I can kind of sometimes I think it's helpful like I'll yeah. even ask my dad for help sometimes because I think you come from a place of not being naive but it's almost like you don't think mm-hmm. think of it as like or, like, the obvious detailed things. Thing. Yeah, yeah, as I do, right? Because I'm like, oh, I have to come up with something so groundbreaking. With but like sometimes X, Y, and Z and, like, yeah. all this stuff. But like, the most so naive much. things can be the best and the strongest sometimes, I think, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's so good to have um, a really good friend who, like, gets, like, the research component of it, but... I mean, honestly, like, doesn't really care that much about their research, but also just, like, anyone. Like, I think anyone likes to hear about whatever you like to do. Yeah, if you're passionate mm-hmm. about it. And yeah. even if they don't understand that they're like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. You know? Just, like, stroke my ego a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I think I that's mean. okay. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's probably good for our research Mm -hmm. um we can move into I guess individual facts about ourselves so I'll start with that um Mm -hmm. I guess just a little bit about my personal life is not very exciting um I mm, okay so I guess we should start by saying when Katie and I moved to Los Angeles we didn't know anyone really Mm -hmm. except ourselves maybe a few kind of like stragglers Mm -hmm. here and there that we knew from college or something but it wasn't really like we didn't really have a tight-knit group of friends and you know honestly we've lived here for a year and a half and we still don't thanks to the pandemic yeah I mean like we're not lame like we're kind of lame but I like to say that it's COVID's fault that I don't have friends I mean I think what we're trying to say is in a way I think it's quality over quantity so I feel like I have a solid good friend in Katie that if my world was like falling apart stop grinning (laughs) I could like call Katie and she will come solve my issues to the best of her ability and so I don't need 10 different friends necessarily in that sense but we're very happy to make friends it just 
I think it's hard in grad school and that can be its own episode mm-hmm. in the future. I think you have like one good friend from like your past or like anywhere maybe, but also it's like one good friend to go to for like your life. But then also, um... You make friends along the way. Like, one good friend, like, in your program. Yeah. That you can, like, go to for, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think that's really... If you have, like, those people, like, you have a pretty good group of three. (laughs) Yeah. I think in kind of all areas of your life, Mm -hmm. you make, like, a colleague or a friend or, like, a work buddy, you Mm -hmm. know, someone that you can bounce ideas off of and go to for work-related things, and then you have someone for your personal life and someone you can kind of talk to about all of the above, but... And they can cross over. Yeah. But it's definitely nice to have, like, those separate aspects. Yeah. As well. Right. I agree. So, I guess... That is something, not necessarily a fact, but something worth mentioning. Um, I guess for personal life things, I, in pandemic, adopted a kitten, and her name is Lucy, and she is crazy, but... She is insane. But we, I love her, and you know, Katie's <laughs> learning to love her. She's not a cat person, but that's okay. I bought her a Hanukkah gift. Uh, I'm Jewish, yes. Mm-hmm. So, so, so is my cat. Um... Yes, we, so she really takes up a lot of time, I would say, Um, but she kind of brightens my day, and she's really cute and funny, even though she's a little bit crazy, a lot bit crazy. Um, I don't know what other fun facts to share. Um, I also have a, um, I have a boyfriend that I date, have been dating for We met in high school, so we've been dating for quite some time now, Um, but we are long distance, so that's a good thing to talk about in a future episode as well, Mm -hmm. is future, or I guess personal life and kind of balancing that. Um, So yeah, he is, he's in the same state, he's in Northern California, and we're in Southern California, Um, so I get to see him, but obviously I wish I got to see him more. Definitely not like a quick drive. Yeah, it's not like you, you have can to hop like, in the car. You have to plan it out, yeah. Yeah, but it's doable, and you can drive, so mm-hmm. I think that's good. It could definitely be a lot worse. Um, I would say those are that's enough two fun facts about me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that interesting. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm less interesting. <laughs> I guess something different about us, too, is that I also have a part-time job. I'm a dance teacher, so... I know in, like, PhD, you can't really have a job, but most PhDs also pay you. I'm not getting paid for my master's program, so I need some money somehow. So I'm a part-time dance teacher. Um, I think that's probably, like, the, I guess, coolest or, like, one of the biggest differences between us as well. Yeah. Um, I... I literally don't think there's anything else about me. (laughs) I think my whole personality trait is being from the East Coast and drinking Dunkin' Donuts. Oh Um, my gosh. (laughs) I think that's the best fun fact about me. I don't really know how... I feel like we really are so much more similar than different. Yeah. Um, What are some of the things we like? 
So I guess we we both are kind of germaphobes. We like yeah. to clean. We like things to be clean. We like skincare We're and into makeup. skincare and beauty products. That's like all we spend our money on. We like strolling through the aisles of Target. Mm-hmm. Oh, Target. Oh, Katie is vegetarian. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, so I never know what to feed Katie when she comes to my house, which is really narrow-minded of me, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I just feel like I don't eat... It's not that I eat, like, fish and meat, etc. Yeah. for every meal, but all of a sudden it's like I'm limited in the options I can present, and it's like I don't know what to offer you. But also going off of that, we Postmates oh, yes. an insane amount. Like, someone really needs to take away the credit card. Like, honestly, I might Postmates Chinese food after this. I think I forgot to tell you this, but... Um, my boyfriend gave me Uber Eats gift cards for Christmas or New Year, whatever, Hanukkah, because he was like, it was so funny because he said, I know I always make fun of you for ordering food all the time, but you're in a pandemic and honestly, that's the safest thing to do and it makes you happy. So like I'm supporting your hobby. Thanks, Julia's boyfriend. (laughs) I will be using that in about I forgot to tell you. (laughs) We love support. Yes. But I think it's okay because, especially in the pandemic, especially in grad school, grad school is insane. You, you have to lose do, your mind. You have to do what makes you happy. And if that's ordering the Chipotle, yeah. Postmates, the Chipotle. Like, we're going to do it. Who's it hurting? Us? Our, our bank account. Our bank account, but... But we're fed. We're satiated. We're staying inside. It allows us to be productive afterward unless you're, like, in a food coma. Yeah. Sometimes you get leftovers. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely room for improvement, but I think... I would say our food delivery hobby isn't bad. It could be a lot worse. It could be so much worse. Also, I feel like Julian and I are good at being like, okay, we're going to... Like, either, like, study, order food as a break, and then go back to studying, or, like, we're gonna watch The Bachelor and order food. Also, if you watch The Bachelor, tell us who your favorites are, (laughs) um... Tell us about Victoria, anything you want to tell us. Um, so, yeah, I think we're kind of, like, let's order food, watch The Bachelor, and then we can stay up for, like hours after yeah doing work and we're productive we're not just like 10 p.m and it's time to go to Mm -hmm. bed i think i feel like i do my best work late at night i could like slave away typing a good paper or at least i think it's good at like 3 Mm a.m versus at 3 p.m all i want to do is just like lay in my bed and watch netflix and cuddle with my cat like we are not nine to five people yeah but i think most people in academia and just grad school in general probably aren't nine to fives no i was gonna say i think that's the best thing about grad school is that the flexibility mm-hmm. yeah and if you like to work the mornings like good for you, you. Can do that yeah i like to lay in my bed on tiktok yeah personally that's a, a one fun fact about katie is she is um uh aspiring professional tiktok dancer i would say yes i I don't think i have any posted but i do it for myself 
she does it for herself and I think that's that's what's important you don't do it to please an audience or no. to get TikTok famous or to go viral it's just funny like you walk by yeah. a mirror and start practicing your dance and that's just what you do it's who you are you gotta shake it you know yeah you really shake it off sometimes um yeah so we love TikTok <laughs> Um, yes, Katie is definitely more TikTok experienced than I am. She will never do them with me. I've done this elbow one. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. But I was even talking to my boyfriend about this the other day about how much time I spend on TikTok because my For You page is full of cat videos and I just think they're so funny and so I'll just like fire them off and send them to him and he's like, geez, I woke up to like 20 (laughs) videos. What time did you go to bed? And it's just... I can't help it. It's like once you start watching, you yeah. can't stop. And then that guy pops up and it's like, whoa, wait yeah. a minute. What's the time frame for that? It's probably like an hour, but honestly. Okay, I thought it was 40 So offended. Every time he pops I'm up. I'm like, shut up. You're like, I don't need this. It's Scroll. called stress relief, okay? It is stress relief. Like, I need it. We but both need it. I do think I've learned a lot about, just I've learned a lot from TikTok in general, I think. Honestly, though. It's very informational. I think this is a really good platform in general. Or I just think people using social media to target different populations to, like, relay information is really important. And I think that, yeah, you shouldn't use this as, like, a quote-unquote reliable source. Obviously, check your sources. But I think it's a good kind of, like, get the ball rolling to get the idea in your head platform. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the whole purpose of this podcast is that... Like, we are, like, so average. Like, we just want to be relatable. We want to break that um, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Stigma. I feel like maybe even, like, you and I, we graduated, what, two years ago? But, like... Yeah. I think I would have loved a podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there aren't really a lot of resources available that are, like, not necessarily... I, so I think there's more of, like, informational resources mm-hmm. in terms of, like, buy this book and figure out what program is right for you or... or like, from professors. Yeah. No offense. They went to grad school, like... Years ago. 10, 20, 30 years ago. Like, yeah, they're out of the loop. They're... Yeah, I would say that they... They're helpful. I know. Like, I they're think, so helpful. I think but. advisors are super important and super valuable, mm-hmm. but I also think uh, having like a classmate or someone your age that you can talk to about these things or their experience with it or what they would have done differently is really valuable too. And so I don't think one is more valuable than the other. I think they complement each Mm -hmm. other and you need both. You definitely need both. Yeah. You need an advisor to kind of lead you and guide you and tell you, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. This is what I would have done different Mm -hmm. X years ago. But also if you have someone that is just went through the process of like applying for example or um is doing it at the same time as you just someone to kind of confide in and like talk to throughout these things or say like how did you create your account for this portal I don't know how to do it you know like you're not going to bug your advisor about something like that like I feel like even people who graduated the year before me may help me out so much yeah especially since you're applying to, like, similar schools so they can be, like, oh, like, this is how, like, I was interviewed or, like, this is what I wrote, like, here, like, take a look at this. Even yeah. things, like, I would send my 
CV to Julia. I really like to edit CVs. Yeah. And, like, I needed it because I had so many typos. <laughs> like, But it's okay. It's, like, that's a good example of, like, mm-hmm. having a friend in your program or someone in kind of the same boat as you because if you're going to send something, like, to your advisor or someone that you know you want it to look its best and look good it's helpful to just have someone even if they're not in the field at all yeah to like have a second pair of eyes like oh do you see any typos does this make sense to you because if it doesn't make sense to you it probably won't make sense to someone and else. that's the thing sometimes it's easier yeah for someone not in your program because it's like am i explaining this because even if you assume the person knows. reading it yeah will know i mean it's just good writing skills yeah you and know? sometimes I'll send things I wrote to my boyfriend and he's not he didn't go to grad school like he's not in he's an engineer so he's in a very different field than I'm in and he'll read my papers and it's not necessarily like I'm expecting the same type of feedback that like my advisor would give me from him but it's more of like what are your overall thoughts mm-hmm. also here you can learn about what I'm doing you know and it kind of like Push, push, nudge, nudge. <laughs> nudge, nudge. This is really interesting. You should be interested too, yeah. you know, like brainwashing in a way, but not actually because I think it's important <laughs> work. But he'll give me comments that are like he thinks are really naive and maybe they do come from a place of being, you know, like uninformed in that area, which is totally fine because I think that makes it most helpful sometimes when he'll say something like, oh, it, I don't know what this is. Is this written correctly or mm-hmm. is this supposed to sound like this? And I'm it makes me kind of do a double take and look back and think, oh, wait, maybe I should rephrase that or say it differently. Mm-hmm. Definitely, like, having, like, a friend to just, like, look over it is so helpful. Or even, like, I really think you need, like, one really good friend in your program, like a ride-or-die type yeah. person. Because for applying to grad school, me and my friend would just get on Zoom we would literally Zoom for, like, eight hours. Like, to ridiculous amounts. Yeah. And to just be like, okay, and you were applying to similar schools. So I'd be like, here's my personal statement for this school. Like, read it over. Like, what should I add? Because they know. Yeah. Like, A, what you've done. Yeah. But also, like, what made this person be looking for specifically? Yeah. To really make your statement pop. And then, like, you do that, and then you send it to your advisor. Yeah. I think I don't remember if I had sent my personal statement to friends necessarily, but I know I had written a draft way in advance, and I had multiple Mm -hmm. different professors look at it. Not too. Yeah. And then I had, I think, um, like, my boyfriend read it. I think – I don't remember if I asked my parents. Probably not. Mm -hmm. But I had, like – kind of different people read it to give me different types of feedback yeah I feel like when I was applying to master's program I was abroad oh yeah so I was doing it was a loophole yeah I was doing I guess not a loophole that was a loophole's a wrong term loophole makes it sound like it was a shortcut that was a, a barrier a barrier no definitely because I did have one friend with me luckily who was applying to grad school but we felt so isolated and yeah. so lost. And I don't even think we really realized it until we did come back. And we worked in an advising office. So all of these other people were, like, talking about, like, 
oh yeah, this person read my essay and she read it and he read it and we were yeah. like, what the? I even freak? remember. I remember we would we were kind of like advised to make these letters of recommendation binders mm-hmm. and give them to the people who were writing our letters, and so they basically had like all of the information about all of the programs we were applying to. It had like our grades, our CV, our personal statement, um, like due dates and so on and Katie was abroad and so she sent me her material and I made it and gave it to one of the people that were writing her letter and I feel like that's a perfect example of like I don't know being abroad you need friends but also when you're not like I was full force applying to grad school that was all I spent my time on all I did was revise my personal statements all I did was research programs and for Katie it was like it was a priority but it was probably like harder because you are so immersed in it i took the gre in italy oh yeah that's a good a good thing to talk about too yeah that's a later that's another later episode that's like a lot the gre is probably its own episode like five hours 12 parts that is a torturous i think maybe that's something else we should say yeah neither of us had rock stores yeah It was the biggest struggle of my life. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, especially maybe um, more like old school professors, think the GRE is the end-all be-all. Like, if you do not have 70th percentile and up, like, you will be rejected. And that's not the case. Well, I think also it's important to realize that I guess it's not like this for every program but Mm -hmm. they try to look at you holistically I would say and so for me I knew I didn't have like rock star GRE scores by any means but I felt like my goal was to get average or even a little bit above average if possible Mm -hmm. so that it wasn't like a desk rejection and that my application was looked at because I had other really strong aspects of my application and I felt like it's a shame if they just desk reject me yeah, or I think my GRE. My biggest goal was just like most schools have a cutoff. Yeah. And they're low. It's usually like 30th percentile. I am so bad at quant. So it's bad hard. at math. It's hard. Like, I was the girl who barely passed math in like third grade. Really? Images. <laughs> <laughs> Like, 2 plus 2 equals 12. I don't know. Like, I was so bad. Yeah. So, even if things like verbal or, like, writing, I got really good scores at. So, I was like, I know I can be, like, average, above average on those. But, like, my goal was just, like, don't get desk rejected off quant. I agree. So, for me, it was the opposite because I grew up and I was always really good at math, not Mm -hmm. to, like, toot my own horn. Because now I'm in the stats world and that's totally different. Yeah. But like geometry and algebra and, you know, the things you learn in like grade school was always like, I don't want to say it came easily, but my family really stressed the importance of math. My grandma was a math teacher. And mm-hmm. so every weekend when I was little, I would go to her house and do math. And so for me, it was like when it came time to the GRE, quant was a lot easier for me to improve on than verbal and writing was fine like I haven't really struggled with writing but in my lifetime I would say but reading for some reason was always like reading these passages and then responding to them I don't know what it was I just it was that was my like, it's like weakest overwhelming. point 
yeah, that it was, it's hard because you're on a time crunch and you're under pressure. But I would say for me, I felt like quant was the easiest quote unquote easiest mm-hmm. to improve. And so, um, my verbal was weaker than my quant, but I felt like it was enough. I mean, I got into programs, so it turned yeah. out being fine, but it was definitely, I know that there are programs that rejected me specifically because of that. Oh, definitely. Me too. Even that, like, yeah. I know there are. And I think hindsight 2020, I look back and I'm like, whatever, if they didn't want me, then I don't want them. Right. But in the moment, it is so hard to think that. Oh, at the moment, it is like, you feel so. Yeah. What's it called? So. You just feel helpless. And yeah. Like, there's helpless. nothing you can do. And you're like, I promise I'm a good student. Just mm-hmm. ignore that score. Because some professors really do tell you, like. Yeah. The jury is the most important thing. But then you, like, talk to other professors or Zoom with professors, and they're like, no, like, the jury is garbage. Like, I don't care. Yeah. So it's, like, it's important. It's not everything. You, I mean, you will stress out so much about it. Yeah, I feel like it's just kind of one of those things, like, it depends on who you ask. Like, someone, one professor might say, oh, I value the Mm -hmm. jury so much. You know, I won't accept a candidate that's, like, less than this percentile. And someone else would say, oh, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Right? And I think... I don't know. I think that kind of maybe goes to show who you're a good fit with in your programs as well. I was going to say, it's also just like, all advisors are so different and they want different things and you're not going to get along with all of them, you know? I would say like the advice I would give is get your GRE as high as possible Mm -hmm. and work hard and make it the best it can be, but know that your chances aren't necessarily shot just because it's not perfect, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think the goal I strived for was don't get desk rejected. Get enough of a score to get it over this, like, average or a little bit above average if yeah. possible. Mine just too. Like, have your application reviewed because I felt like if you just looked at my application, you would see that I had other good things that yeah. the Jerry, like, that balanced out, I guess. And I think that's a really good thing to keep in mind, too. So I feel like when you're about to take the GRE, you're like, you're not thinking about the other strengths you have. You're thinking this mm-hmm. is an end-all be-all. Yeah. And, like, we both know it. Like It's hard to get out of that mindset. I took the GRE to apply to master's programs and then to also apply to PhD programs. And so Julie and I were taking the GRE at the same time, the first yeah. time. And we would call each other for, like, hours. I barely remember that. It feels like a lifetime ago. I know, but we'd be like, we are so stressed. It was a lot. And then even um, this past year when I took it, I, like, would literally cry to Julia. It's hard. Even though I knew, though, at that point, too, like, there's other things, like... You just put so much worth into it, mm -hmm. and you want this so bad that... It's almost like you don't, there's nothing else to do but cry in the moment. And I would just like, and it's just crying out of like. Frustration. Frustration, fear, like stress. It's like, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, I know you can, you're supposed to like channel that energy into studying more. But also like, I think you can only take in so much. And so for me, I think one thing that I'm 
like would advise to do so i guess we're turning into a jerry episode i know i'm like what is this but i will say that i think one thing i'm glad i did was i started working on the jerry really in like far in advance because i knew like come fall semester of my senior year of college i was going Mm -hmm. to be applying and i wanted the jerry out of the way i think that's really important yeah like I mean, that was probably the best thing I could do have what done I for say, myself. not what I do, because I took it in frickin' Italy. Like, two days but before. Like, yeah. But I feel like this, then, this year, I, like, do it before school starts. Yeah. Get it out of the way, because then you're going to be grinding away at your writing, your essays, mm-hmm. and your papers, and whatever else, and classes start, and it's hard. And as much as you tell yourself, like oh, it's fine if I don't do well. I'll take it again in October. Yeah. No, you won't. Yeah. You know? I told myself... Life happens. No, life happens. Exactly. So, yeah, for me, I started kind of studying, like, um, one of my professors had offered for me to take a class that was basically, like, once a week. Um, And I started that basically a year before I took the GRE, I think. And it wasn't very intensive, but it was... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, something I at least like started thinking about it, um, like the summer before fall that I was applying. So yeah, about a year before and I started doing that. And then, um, this very beginning of the summer before I applied in the fall, I took a class, um, that was like, Mm -hmm. I forget if it was two months long or something. And it was like every Saturday for six hours and I hated it, but I did it. That's the thing. You're going to hate it. Yeah. Regardless. You're going to hate it. But you're going to hate it more if it's October. Yeah. And you have to apply by December 1st. Right. So I think my class had ended in June and then I took the GRE for the first time in July. And then I took it a second time in August and then I was like, I'm done. And so I spent after August, the rest of fall semester applying and I remember I was just, like, wanted to thank myself because I just got it out of the way. Mm-hmm. And while I knew that there, I had, like, classmates and people who were applying to grad school at that time still studying for the GRE, I was like, I'm done. You know, my scores aren't changing. Okay, stop rubbing it. Because, yeah, Katie <laughs> didn't do that, but the second time around you did. Yeah. And I think that's a good, you learned from I it, which is what matters. Yeah, exactly. Time. Because Not you didn't cram lot, it. <laughs> it's, any improvement is improvement. I also wasn't in, like, a twin bed in Italy. No, exactly. Studying. The circumstances were just different. But, like, how stupid was I? I mean, I think you... I was setting setting myself up to fail. Yeah. I mean, at least you know. (laughs) It's true, though. I mean, you know that... I did take it before. Yeah. I, like cried so hard the whole way home after (laughs) like sobbed like it's hard the world is ending it's hard and it it's you put a lot of pressure on it and just the circumstances you know you're not just like peacefully in your room taking Mm. an online exam not that that's necessarily peaceful but it's like they metal detect scan you you can't have like hair ties on your wrist you during covid you get like because i took it during covid oh yeah you get like temp checks like yeah if it's insane. I had, like, a jacket around my waist, and they were like, you either have to wear it or leave it. You can't. During you know? COVID, like, you're wearing a mask. Yeah. Like, you're so stressed out. Like, you're breathing in this piece of fabric. Mm-hmm. Like No, it just adds to it. But wear a mask. But wear a mask. 
um yeah I just think it's just a stressful experience and like I always like to have water with me and you can't have that you have like no time to go to the bathroom no you can't you know, and I go to the bathroom like, all the time. Every 20 minutes. Katie has the smallest bladder. <laughs> I need to go right now. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I think that that is a very good, um, I guess that's a good overall. Yeah. Like rundown of the hardships of even just getting into grad school. Like, let alone surviving grad school itself, which I, don't know I what still this. don't know how to do. No, but that's the point of this podcast. We're going to figure it out together. Yeah. And just know that you're not alone. Oh, no. We're here for you. We're here for you. If you want to send we us. Also, <laughs> we need people to be there for us. If you want to send us your personal statement. Oh, yeah. No, that would be actually so fun if people oh my sent God. it to us. I would love we that. We could, like, edit it. I would seriously love that. Okay, we need, like, volunteers. We need people to listen. We need, yeah. Comment, like, subscribe. Rate, download the episode. Oh, download. Um, This was, like, a mess. But I also think we got some good information out. Yeah. You know, like, this sits in our brains and... You know, I kind of want, wish someone would have told me these oh, yeah. things. This is like a um, diary. Yeah. What's a, a grad school audio diary. Audio diary. An audio diary. But I think like all episodes will, I mean, they're going to be similar, but today's episode was kind of just like ramble. I seriously wish I could create like a book of like, a guide on how to apply to grad school and, like, set yourself up for success. Oh, yeah. And not that I know all of the things, but, like... We know something. We have our own experience, and so we can share what we wish we did differently, but also we can ask, like, faculty and friends, Mm -hmm. and I just feel like something like that would... I would just love to do that, because if someone handed me a book that said, this is what you need to do, I would have been so grateful. It's like checking things off a list. But no one does that, and you figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to, like, have you not do that. Um, we do plan on, after a few episodes, having people from... Oh, yeah, different, different disciplines. disciplines. come on. Um, we have friends in, like, different sciences. Yeah. Um, maybe I can get my friend who's going to law school on. If you're listening to this, you know who you are. <laughs> she better be listening. Oh, she is. I texted. I was like, we're recording. Today's the day, ladies. Today's the day. So, um, feel free to come on over Zoom. We love visitors. We need visitors. Yes. We need friends. Yes. Um, we have long distance friends. Long distance, yeah. Um, so, we're probably going to do episodes every two weeks, every other week. We don't have a schedule because we just can't do that. We're in grad school. Yeah, we're going to try for every other week. We're going to try for every other week. Our next episode is going to be on, I don't know. In two weeks, roughly. In two weeks. Hold us two, two weeks. weeks. <laughs> um. We don't even know what day this is going to get posted. Oh, yeah. We have to figure out how to um, crop We the did video. nothing. <laughs> yeah. We, we have an outline with three bullet points on it. That's honestly pretty impressive if you ask But, like, me. here we are. 
40 we, minutes. Yeah, that was some good, that was good content. Please, if you're not one of our total of 10 friends or family watching this. Let us know. But also be nice. Oh yeah, please. Neither one of us can really handle hate. <laughs> we do not need hate comments. So, just be like, I love you. You're amazing. That's the only review we can have. Yes. But also, like, DM us. But let us know if we're kind of, like, constructive feedback. Like, what can we do next? Like, what do you want to hear? Yeah, tell us ideas. Don't... Yeah. Don't bully us. What was helpful and what do you want more of? And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we can pick up what you're putting down. We get it. <laughs> yeah. And we have ideas, too. Yeah. Like, we're going to do, like... We have a jury episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to do mental applying, health. mental health, treat yourself, postmate that Chipotle. Postmate that Chipotle. That's a good one. Um, and just, like, how to have fun. Yeah. How to balance relationships, friendships. Yeah, like personal life. Yeah, personal life. Probably go more in-depth on the importance of friends. Yeah. Like, making friends in a new program. Yeah. Um, I say you just force people to be friends with you friendships it's okay once i decide someone's my friend then that's it they're done for (laughs) good luck good luck (laughs) we're trying to keep it like pg 18 um for no reason but Um, we have to be professional yeah we when we blow up we can't have anything being held against us um, so yeah, I feel like that's it. Honestly, I'm so proud of us. I am too. This was pretty good. This was pretty good. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Our goal was 45 minutes, and so we did that. Um, we will see you in a couple weeks. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>